0: The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of
1: the staff of Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing.
2: Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89 FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure.
3: Hello and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Connie Rabani, and today I'm interviewing with The Morning Watch. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having Thank us
0: on. Thank you very much.
3: So can I have you introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about you?
0: Yeah, my name's is I'm the editor-in-chief of The Morning Watch, uh, a senior here at Michigan State studying political theory and fisheries and wildlife. We started publication just uh, a little over a year ago, um, it's going great, and we've grown very expansively.
1: My name is Emma Crabtree, and I'm the social media manager of The Morning Watch, and I'm a sophomore here at Michigan State University, and I am studying anthropology.
3: Perfect. So what is The Morning Watch about?
0: So Morning Watch is a independent watchdog or a conservative publication Our main uh, objective is to find, you know, cases of leftist bias or indoctrination on campus or related to MSU and to objectively report it uh, in an unapologetic manner with as much detail, evidence and clarity as possible.
3: Now, that's an interesting take on that. Are you guys not journalism majors? Does this involve all parties?
1: Yeah, so anybody can join the Morning Watch if they have little writing experience, or um, we also have a lot of roles that you can fill on the staff side of things. So, like, personally, I don't really have an interest in writing a ton of articles. So, I've written one, but um, my passion lies more within like the social media and the graphic designing. So, there's a role here that fits me for that. And we have people who enjoy just, like, editing articles, so we have roles for that. We have a photography chair, so if you just like taking pictures, there's, like, roles for everybody in The Morning Watch. That sounds awesome.
3: So tell me what got you involved with The Morning Watch.
0: So we're very young, very young. Um, both a friend of ours, Christy, she now works at The Federalist. Uh, she's a journalist there. Um, she had the original idea of starting a publication on campus, a watchdog publication, myself and a few other who are still on staff and some aren't but we started the publication um she was really Chrissy was really on board we don't have this at MSU there's so much content that needs to be you know exposed or reported and so really she reached out um I'm not a journalism major by any chance I'm not a huge you know uh, writer before then but she kind of got me involved mentored me a bit and she I know I've loved it ever since. Just the, you know, getting objective uh, facts out there, just getting, you know, light on things that have been, I would say, kind of hidden for years, if not decades, really out there. So just that's what's really gotten me into the morning watch, and obviously now I'm heavily involved with it, and um, it's great.
1: And for me, I always had an interest in politics, and I always was. Kind of right leaning, but never really found like a club at Michigan State where I felt that my views were like heard, I guess you could say. So I saw a poster for the Morning Watch um, just several months after they had started. So it was second semester of my freshman year. So I saw a poster and I decided to email them, um, got in touch with Sergey, and I just really felt passionate about the mission that we have at the Morning Watch and exposing leftist bias and leftist indoctrination because it only took a few. Classes here at Michigan State for me to see that um, a lot of that was going on here.
3: Okay, so you guys touched on it briefly. You said that past experience is not required. Um, I know, Sergey, you said that you didn't have past experience, but Emma, did you?
1: I have no past experience in social media, but the Morning Watch has opened a lot of doors for me in social media, and from the work that I've done for the morning watching social media and all the experience I've gained. I've designed logos for other brands um, of conservative publications, and I've helped friends out with graphics. So it's been a really great learning experience as well, even though I came in with only knowing what I know about being on my own Twitter feed and Instagram. So it's definitely not anything like that.
3: Okay, so what does a typical workday look like for you?
0: So generally, we have So it's split in between obviously staff and contributors. The staff, you know, we don't have like a set, like a daily, you know, this is what we do each day. But we have weekly staff meetings, which kind of will lay out the week, you know, article roster, to-do list, what we have to get done in a week or two or upcoming things. So we kind of plan our weeks out in that manner. And then so say we set up a schedule of articles, certain posts we need, tasks get done. Um, and we work you know kind of in that manner where you know it's expected if you are assigned a certain task that it's done by a certain time within a time frame. um, but we're always communicating. we always have you know generally the process starts once a pitch is sent to us or we send a pitch to a contributor, and then that gets the ball rolling, and then hopefully within anywhere between twenty four to forty eight or seventy two hours we have it up on the website. And so that's really kind of the staff, you know, more management side. For contributors, obviously, it's a lot more loose going away. They don't have as much like of, you know, a daily regimented schedule. Um, It's, you know, essentially once they they have a requirement of a story every two weeks at minimum. Um, And so once they start that process of sending a pitch in, it's fully expected that they're um, in full communication. They're able to provide, you know, photos, documentation of all, the whole story, and they're able to work with the editing team. We have three editors to, you know, go through any edits, uh, all that kind of stuff within a very timely manner, again, 24 to 72 hours. Um, so that that's the general model. We don't have a large enough operation where we're doing, you know, nine-to-five day in an office. It's a much more uh, mobile, online communication, and like I said, again, a lot of it, you know, planning the week ahead um, and going that way.
1: And definitely always making sure that, like, contributors um, day to day, especially when we are on campus, um, that they are looking, like, in dorms and paying attention in their classes to, like, what is actually being said and posters, um, if there are different leftist events that they can go to, that's part of their job to find those and send them to us.
0: Absolutely. And we... um, on that point, we have general meetings, too, with the contributors. Obviously, now they're online, but um, – and that goes every two weeks, and we always, you know, work with the contributors on, you know, doing workshops. on you know, if this happened in the classroom, how do you report it? Um, so there's always, you know, constant, you know, feedback loops, training, stuff like that with contributors.
3: Okay, so how do you end up finding those contributors?
1: Pretty much the same way that I was found. Um, We do a lot of, like, on-campus flyering, um, and then we also host tabling typically every Monday in Wells Hall. Um, So we set it up with some of our merchandise, and people are free to come and talk to us, and we can explain a little bit better about what we do.
0: We'll get some people, uh, you know, sometimes we actually get people just, they see an article of ours, or they see us referenced um, in another publication, or they just they they just see cross references, they see the name. Um, so we've actually gotten a few people that way too.
1: We've had stories featured on Bright Bar, um, Fox News, Daily Wire, um, Wilkes 10. I personally have had an interview on Newsmax TV, so that was a super cool experience about the one article that I had written. Um, not many college students get to say that they had been on um, TV before, so that was pretty cool. So you'd
3: have to say that this organization has opened many doors for you
1: that you didn't necessarily expect. Oh, certainly. And before I hadn't really seen myself um, working in politics after college because I was like, oh, like I'm not fit to be in that role. But now I've found different ways that I can like use my abilities to help in politics. So I think that that's really cool, too.
0: Since starting with the Morning Watch, um, helping get it going. And since then, um, definitely have a lot more interest in, you know, the journalism field or, you know, conservative politics or, you know, stuff like that um, related to that. And so doors have opened certainly with, you know, different conservative or watchdog groups uh, like uh, the Intercollegiate Studies Institute. we have done a lot of work with them now. Um, and then also getting connections with different publications. Uh, I just got an internship with the Daily Caller, um, so that's going to be in the summer. It's a really cool opportunity, and it was really set up through the Intercollegiate Studies Institute. They look at the work that we've been doing with the Morning Watch. Um, and so really, you know, going to different conferences, being able to advertise the name of the Morning Watch has been really a really cool opportunity, getting to talk to other publications. Um, So definitely, you know, before the Morning Watch, I would have never projected, you know, this to go this far.
3: Perfect. And for anyone that is just tuning in, you're listening to WDBM East Lansing. I'm Connie Rabani, your host of Exposure, and we're talking to the Morning Watch. I'm going to go ahead and continue. Do you have a favorite moment or experience that you can thank the Morning Watch for?
0: So one of them was this actually just this last October, we had a really good news cycle for us. Um, it all kind of started with the culture appropriation boards on campus and stuff like that. Um, and so what happened was, you know, some of the dorms, there were different flyers posted by RAs, intercultural aides, and also just different admins, you know, on what you should wear, shouldn't wear, what might be considered offensive and whatnot. And so obviously as a publication, that was, you know, a case, where we thought that needed to be, you know, highlighted to the world, to MSU students who wouldn't be seeing this, um, you know, I'm pointing out the, you know, bias here. So it's a one-sided argument. It's a very ideological argument, and there's not much room for, you know, fair discussion in this, you know, in, in the dorms here. Um, so we got that out. Um, very successful story. It was, a, you know, an article. We went to campus forum. It was picked up also through Fox News. Um, other conservative publications, and then what I thought was, you know, even more, what I thought was actually better in a way than it going, you know, really far nationally was a lot of local outlets started reaching out to us saying, hey, can we do an interview with you? Can we, like, actually see what the boards are saying? We had a lot of, you know, on TV, you know, local stations, um, you know, just down the road, type, like WL&S, uh, WILX, different just local places coming out Um, And I thought that was really, in a way, more impactful and more important than going national with the story because the people that were watching, you know, W L M S or WLX10, these are people right around in the MSU community. They're students. They're parents of students. They're alumni. They're donors. Um, So, and in the end, you know, that's what we're trying to impact is, you know, people that aren't seeing this day to day, people that were here, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but haven't seen how the college has become. Um, so that, I think, was a really cool moment. And um, we we actually got a lot of the administration on campus. I heard from multiple sources just, they had meetings about, you know, the reaction from this article going out and how it was, you know, really not a good look to them. Um, and so, at least based on people's reactions, So that, I think, has been my favorite moment so
1: far? I think my favorite moment was when I got to do the Newsmax interview. Um, That was really cool just because I never saw myself being a good writer or anything along those lines by any means. So I just kind of went out on a whim and tried to write that article and the staff was like extremely helpful in like editing and giving me tips on how to like improve for further um, if I ever decide to write another article. So it was really cool that um, not only did my article turn out amazing, but it ended up going pretty far, and I got to do an interview and kind of explain more about um, why I was so passionate about that. Uh, so you
3: touched base a little bit on how it impacted more of a professional side of your life, but how has this affected your personal life?
0: So definitely socially, we've have You know, student government obviously isn't the biggest friend of the morning watch by any means, whether the organization itself or individual people, you know, they they can tell, like, if we're at a meeting, we're likely going to record something, it's going to be out there. Um, So that, you know, maybe hasn't been so good with people in student government. Um, and then also on campus you know there are people that just do not like the morning watch they kind of say you know we're we're not really exposing anything we're just trying to you know shove down a narrative um and so then there's also we for example we'll do videos on campus on the street trying to get people's perceptions. and we'll walk up to professors or different students and they ask who we are and then they just huff away so definitely socially i mean Some people just don't like it. They just don't like what our aim is at all, Um, which, I mean, comes as the business.
1: I can kind of speak on the other side of that a little bit. So since I am the social media manager, I tend to post (laughs) a lot of the stuff on social media. Um, And one of the main target groups I have are student class of group chats that are restricted to students only because a big aim of what we do at the morning wash is to expose this stuff to students so that they are aware, because a lot of times um, stuff goes really unnoticed that our university is doing, and a lot of students are left completely blind to what's even happening. Um, So I had a really cool experience when I was in my anthropology class at the beginning of this semester, and I started talking to the girls who I was sitting next to me. I was like, oh boy, you know, 8.30 a.m., we're gonna be here together every day all semester. Kind of started making conversation. It came out a few weeks later, and she was like, "You know, I was really skeptical of being your friend because I saw all of the things that you post in the group chats of the on Facebook, and I don't really agree with a lot of it. But you know, you're you're really nice." And I was like, "You know, thank you." So sometimes what I was trying to say is, um, once the people actually get to know you, um, they have a little bit more respect for the work that you do because they see how much time and effort you put into it and how much it really does mean to us. And we aren't just running around campus doing this to cause a scene and get people, you know, angry with the university. We really believe that this is something that needs to be exposed to the public and people need to see is happening at our university.
3: So clearly this organization has impacted you both professionally and personally. What has this organization meant to you?
1: Um, I know that I've put a ton of work into this. I know Sergey has also spent many um, late nights staying up and editing articles and me making sure that the captions are ready and planning our posts because we are still college students at the end of the day, and we have other obligations, too. Um, I'm on the varsity cheerleading team here, so that takes up a lot of my time. And I know Sergey is heavily involved with other organizations on campus. So seeing the success of the Morning Watch has definitely made it all seem like worth it because we do put so much of our time and energy into this stuff. So it's definitely really awesome to see, you know, when stories take off or something changes because of a story that we put out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Same sentiment as Emma shared, you know, I can recount many times where um, you know, whether her, herself, myself, or other staff, where we feel like we're doing, you know, just so much work just to, you know, keep things going, just, you know, late nights getting work done, or, you know, there's a really big story and we're trying to get this turned over. And But in essence, you know, just to take a step back and just to see the dozens, and now we, I think we have over 100 articles out and seeing all the views, seeing where they've gone. Um, Just knowing that people have, you know, either changed their views of MSU or at least taken a much more, you know, critical look at the university and what they're doing, that that I think is the biggest meaning. You know, just seeing that almost, you know, just over a year ago and now we're here, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine any better outcome.
3: So if you could describe your overall experience with the Morning Watch all in just one word, what word would you summarize it with? I would probably
1: use productive because it's, you've taught me how to, like, manage my time really productively and made me an overall more productive person. Um, and it's also helped me become more productive in my future careers.
0: Um, I'd say uh, perseverance. You know, um, there's a lot not not just because we have to keep going this day-to-day-to-day-to-day day-to-day type thing. As with any, you know, organization, but, you know, being able to, you know, report on almost, you know, the same repeated actions by university time in and time again, and especially, you know, uh, through the criticisms by what we'd call the left on campus, but also from conservatives on campus um, or just, you know, criticisms from how we've operated. And, yes, we've had, you know, we've had actual mistakes that we've had to sort out, um, but, you know, perseverance through, you know, the criticism, through just the repeated articles and all the content we have to go through, um, and remaining, you know, level headed, open minded, and ready to, you know, work the next day.
3: So, do you have anything you're looking forward to for your next season?
1: There's always so much to look forward to with Michigan State and their leftist agenda because it's pretty predominant in all that happens right now. We're kind of in a little rut because you know, there's not a lot of stuff going on on campus and good stuff, but ASMSU, our student government is still running Skype-type meetings, so um, hopefully there's some stuff there. Then we are always looking to, because we are such a new publication, set up our future for a good time. So like if that's me making Instagram story templates to save that are easy for somebody to pull up when I graduate or Sergey adding something into our constitution. um, We are always like working and Trying to make sure our future is set up well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the big, you know, things we want for next year is because we've done a lot of work this year with, you know, fundraising, building the website, building the team. We've added a bunch of contributors and even more staff this year, uh, which is really awesome. So going to next year is definitely going to be a very powerhouse year. Um, but also, one of the big goals on top of my list is, especially towards the near graduation, is. You know, spreading the essentially the morning watch model, that any model that can be used for a publication like this, to other campuses. We've already been in talks with other campuses around the around the state. So really, seeing you know, doing it successfully here, but how can we inspire or transform other campuses to have their own you know watchdog publication? Um, that would be something. Seeing other branches pop up or other separate organizations pop up like ours. That would be a huge, you know, really huge goal and really huge accomplishment, I think, um, going into the next year.
1: And then, of course, Michigan State gets so many freshmen every year. Um, so yeah. I'm so looking forward to participation because we get to do a lot of um, networking there meeting a bunch of new people.
3: So, Emma, you touched on freshmen coming to campus and trying to reach out to them. What would you tell them about the Morning Watch
1: if they're looking for information? Um, I would say definitely don't be afraid to reach out. I know for a few days I, like, sat and kind of pondered, like, Should I do it? Would I be good enough to email them? Are they going to think my ideas are kind of stupid? Am I not conservative enough? Am I whatever? You know, I had all these doubts and stuff like that. But definitely just reaching out and seeing how you can join. Um, We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the morning watch at MSU. So even if it's just sending a DM and saying, hey, I really like photography and I kind of want to be involved in this, um, letting us help you find a way that you can get involved in. Yeah.
3: And, Sergey, I'm going to go ahead and forward the same question to you. What would you tell someone who has probably never heard of the Morning Watch and might be interested in joining?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it might spin off, again, the person who walks up, you know, based on their political affiliation, but essentially just describing a bit like the situation at MSU and really encouraging them that, you know, it's, it's always good no matter, you know, where we are. That we wanna, you know, have an education that is the most honest, you know, the most free. We can have, you know, multiple viewpoints in the classroom, we can have deliberations, discussion, and really talking to them about how do you wanna help keep your university accountable, how do you wanna help be a, a voice where we can, you know, expose the wrongs of the university, expose the indoctrination that's going on. You know, if no one's here to tell the story or tell what's going on then there wouldn't be any change or any improvement or possibility of improvement in the education here.
3: And besides publication, does the Morning Watch do
1: other things?
0: Yes, yeah, so we have, like, articles, like, So we have, like, the Watchdog series, I
1: think, Just yeah, yeah. like, referencing, um, where typically Sergey and I walk around campus and ask students just kind of a handful of questions. So, um, for example... We did a Thanksgiving day one where we went and showed a picture of like a nice family eating a dinner and then like um, a Native American genocide taking place Um, and asked students which one they think most accurately represents Thanksgiving and kind of had a handful of questions that we asked them about that. So that's a really cool um, kind of side thing that we do. And we also have opinion pieces, our page, and satire pieces that are both labeled as satire or opinion. So those are kind of fun to read, too, sometimes.
3: And, Sergey, did you have anything to touch on that, or did Emma pretty much cover it?
0: No, she, she pretty much covered all of it. You know, in addition to the articles and the videos, we have gotten to a lot of always talking to different groups on campus, you know, different outlets. So there's other ways that you know, we've been able to reach kind of our different audiences about what we do.
3: Perfect. So how can someone who's interested get involved with you?
0: I mean, skip quickest ways. They just have to, you know, send us a direct message or an email through any social media platform, and then we will be in direct contact with them. Um, It's a very easy process. You know, we just want to, you know, get to know what they're interested in, because obviously, as was mentioned before, was we have different positions and roles. So it's a great way if someone's interested, they're not just walking into a place where they are only going to have, you know, one option available. They can choose something that's more fit to their capabilities or interests. So it's a very easy process. The first step is them just reaching out um, and sending us a message.
1: And if they're more comfortable coming and talking to somebody in person, during a typical school year, we host biweekly meetings that we advertise across our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so coming to one of those meetings and just introducing yourself and kind of getting a feel for more of what we do would be a great way to start, too.
3: And those will
1: start up again next fall.
3: Okay. So is there anything else that you would like to add and touch on?
0: No, I think we pretty much covered it. Definitely meetings. You know, reach out on social media if you're at all interested. Um, also the website. Also of YouTube. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, if there are people who are interested in le- learning more, there's plenty of online forums they can take a look. Um, So, yeah, and we hope to definitely remain an organization on MSU for for a very, very long time and hopefully, you know, impact some of what's actually happening in classrooms. And hopefully, you know, maybe one day there'll be leftist bias or leftist indoctrination.
3: All right. Well, I thank you guys for being available to interview with me. This has been Exposure. With The Morning Watch, I spoke with Sergey Kelly, the Editor-in-Chief, and Emma Crabtree, the Social Media Manager. Thanks for being available. Thanks so much for having us on.
0: Thank you very much.
2: This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us again on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.